Chapter 11, verses 11 through 33 of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Mark, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 11 through 14, And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple, and when he had looked around upon all things, and now eventide was come, he went unto Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Bede, as the time of his passion approached, the Lord wished to approach to the place of his passion, in order to intimate that he underwent death of his own accord. Wherefore it is said, And Jesus entered into Jerusalem, and into the temple. And by his going to the temple, on first entering the city, he shows us beforehand a form of religion, which we are to follow, that if by chance we enter a place where there is a house of prayer, we should first turn aside to it. We should also understand from this that such was the poverty of the Lord, and so far was he from flattering man, that in so large a city he found no one to be his host, no abiding place, but lived in a small country place with Lazarus and his sisters. For Bethany is a hamlet of the Jews, wherefore there follows, and when he had looked round about upon all things, that is, to see whether any one would take him in, and now the eventide was come, he went out into Bethany with the twelve. Nor did he do this at once only, but during all the five days, from the time that he came to Jerusalem to the day of his passion. He used always to do the same thing. During the day he taught in the temple, but at night he went out and dwelt in the Mount of Olives. It goes on, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Chrysostom, how is it that he was hungry in the morning, as Matthew says, as if it were not that by an economy he permitted it to his flesh? There follows, and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if haply he might find anything thereon. Now it is evident that this expresses a conjecture of the disciples, who thought that it was for this reason that Christ came to the fig tree and that it was cursed, because he found no fruit upon it. For it goes on, And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter for ever. He therefore curses the fig tree for his disciples' sake, that they might have faith in him. For he everywhere distributed blessings and punished no one, Yet at the same time it was right to give them a proof of his chastening power, that they might learn that he could even cause the persecuting Jews to wither away. He was, however, unwilling to give this proof on men, wherefore he showed them on a plant a sign of his power of punishment. This proves that he came to the fig tree principally for this reason, and not on account of his hunger. For who is so silly as to suppose that in the morning he felt so greatly the pains of hunger, 
or what prevented the Lord from eating before he left Bethany. Nor can it be said that the sight of the figs excited his appetite to hunger, for it was not the season of figs. And if he were hungry, why did he not seek food elsewhere, rather than from a fig tree which could not yield fruit before its time? What punishment also did a fig tree deserve for not having fruit before its time? From all this, then, we may infer that he wished to show his power, that their minds might not be broken by his passion, Theophylact, wishing to show his disciples that if he chose, he could in a moment exterminate those who were about to crucify him. In a mystical sense, however, the Lord entered into the temple, but came out of it again, to show that he left it desolate and open to the spoiler. Bede. Farther he looks round about upon the hearts of all, and when in those who oppose the truth he found no place to lay his head, he retires to the faithful, and takes up his abode with those who obey him. For Bethany means the house of obedience. Pseudo-Jerome, he went in the morning to the Jews, and visits us in the eventide of the world. Bede, just in the same way as he speaks parables, so also his deeds are parables. Therefore he comes hungry to seek fruit off the fig tree, and though he knew the time of figs was not yet, he condemns it to perpetual barrenness, that he might show that the Jewish people could not be saved through the leaves, that is, the words of righteousness which it had without fruit, that is, good works, but should be cut down and cast into the fire. Hungering, therefore, that is, desiring the salvation of mankind, he saw the fig tree, which is the Jewish people, having leaves, or the words of the law and the prophets, and he sought upon it the fruit of good works, by teaching them, by rebuking them, by working miracles, and he found it not, and therefore condemned it. Do thou too, unless thou wouldest be condemned by Christ in the judgment, beware of being a barren tree, but rather offer to Christ the fruit of piety which he requires. Chrysostom. We may also say in another sense that the Lord sought for fruit on the fig tree before its time, and not finding it, cursed it, because all who fulfill the commandments of the law are said to bear fruit in their own time. As, for instance, that commandment, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But he who not only abstains from adultery, but remains a virgin, which is a greater thing, excels them in virtue. But the Lord exacts from the perfect not only the observance of virtue, but also that they bear fruit over and above the commandments. Verses 15 through 18. And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple, and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold doves, and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, It is written, My house shall be called, of all nations, the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it, and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. Bede. What the Lord had done in figure, when he cursed the barren fig tree, he now shows more openly, by casting out the wicked from the temple. 
for the fig tree was not in fault in not having fruit before its time but the priests were blamable wherefore it is said and they come to jerusalem and jesus went into the temple and began to cast them that sold and bought in the temple nevertheless it is probable that he found them buying and selling in the temple things which were necessary for its ministry if then the lord forbids men to carry on in the temple worldly matters which they might freely do anywhere else how much more do they deserve a greater portion of the anger of heaven who carry on in the temple consecrated to them those things which are unlawful wherever they may be it goes on and overthrew the tables of the money changers theophylact he calls money changers changers of a particular sort of money for the word means a small brass coin there follows and the seats of them that sold doves bead because the holy spirit appeared over the lord in the shape of a dove the gifts of the holy spirit are fitly pointed out under the name of doves the dove therefore is sold when the laying on of hands by which the holy spirit is received is sold for a price again he overturns the seats of them who sell doves because they who sell spiritual grace are deprived of their priesthood either before men or in the eyes of god theophylact but if a man by sinning gives up to the devil the grace and purity of baptism he has sold his dove and for this reason is cast out of the temple there follows and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple bead he speaks of those vessels which were carried there for the purpose of merchandise but god forbid that it should be taken to mean that the lord cast out of the temple or forbade men to bring into it the vessel consecrated to god for he shows a type of the judgment to come for he thrusts away the wicked from the church and restrains them by his everlasting word from ever again coming in to trouble the church furthermore sorrow sent into the heart from above takes away from the souls of the faithful those sins which were in them and divine grace assists them so that they should never again commit them it goes on and he taught saying unto them my house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer so to jerome according to isaiah but ye have made it a den of thieves according to jeremiah bede he says to all nations not to the jewish nation alone or in the city of jerusalem alone but over the whole world and he does not say a house of bulls goats and rams but of prayer theophylact further he calls the temple a den of thieves on account of the money gained there for thieves always troop together for gain since then they sold those animals which were offered in sacrifice for the sake of gain he called them thieves bead for they were in the temple for this purpose either that they might persecute with corporal pains those who did not bring gifts or spiritually kill those who did the mind and conscience of the faithful is also the temple and the house of god but if it puts forth perverse thoughts to the hurt of any one it may be said that thieves haunt it as a den therefore the mind of the faithful becomes the den of a thief when leaving the simplicity of holiness it plans that which may hurt others augustine 
John, however, relates this in a very different order. Wherefore it is manifest that not only once, but twice, this was done by the Lord, and that the first time was related by John, this last by all the other three. Theophylact, which also turns to the greater condemnation of the Jews, because though the Lord did this so many times, nevertheless they did not correct their conduct. Augustine, in this again, Mark does not keep the same order as Matthew, because, however, Matthew connects the facts together by the sentence, and he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, returning from whence in the morning, according to his relation, Christ cursed the tree. Therefore it is supposed with greater probability that he rather has kept to the order of time, as to the ejection from the temple of the buyers and sellers. Mark, therefore, passed over what was done the first day when he entered into the temple, and on remembering it, inserted it, when he had said that he found nothing on the fig tree but leaves, which was done on the second day, as both testify. Gloss. But the evangelist shows what the effect of the correction of the Lord had on the ministers of the temple, when he adds, and the scribes and chief priests heard it, and sought how they might destroy him. According to that saying of Amos, they hate him that rebuke in the gate, and they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. From this wicked design, however, they were kept back for a time solely by fear. Wherefore it is added, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes and Pharisees, as it is said elsewhere. Verses 19 through 26. And when even was come, he went out of the city, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So to Jerome, the Lord, leaving darkness behind him in the hearts of the Jews, went out, as the sun from that city, to another which is well disposed and obedient. And this is what is meant when it is said, And when even was come, he went out of the city. But the sun sets in one place, rises in another, for the light taken from the scribes shines in the apostles. Wherefore he returns into the city, on which account there is added, and in the morning as they pass by, that is, going into the city, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. Theophylact, the greatness of the miracle appears in the drying up so juicy and green a tree. But though Matthew says that the fig tree was at once dried up, and that the disciples on seeing it wondered, there is no reason for perplexity. 
Though Mark now says that the disciples saw the fig tree dried up on the morrow, for what Matthew says must be understood to mean that they did not see it at once, but on the next day. Augustine, the meaning is not that it dried up at that time when they saw it, but immediately after the word of the Lord. For they saw it not beginning to dry up, but completely dried up, and they thus understood that it had withered immediately after our Lord spoke. Pseudo-Jerome. Now the fig tree withered from the roots is the synagogue, withered from Cain, and the rest, from whom all the blood of Abel up to Zechariah is required. Bede. Further the fig tree was dried up from the roots, to show that the nation was impious, not only for a time and in part, but was to be smitten forever not merely to be afflicted by the attacks of nations from without, and then to be freed, as had often been done, or else it was dried up from the roots to show that it was stripped not only of the external favor of man, but altogether of the favor of heaven within it. For it lost both its life in heaven and its country on earth. Pseudo-Jerome Peter perceives the dry root, which is cut off, and has been replaced by the beautiful and fruitful olive, called by the Lord, wherefore it goes on, and Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Chrysostom, the wonder of the disciples was the consequence of imperfect faith, for this was no great thing for God to do. Since then they did not clearly know his power, their ignorance made them break out into wonder. And therefore it is added, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, etc., that is, thou shalt not be able to dry up a tree, but also change a mountain by thy command and order. Theophylact, consider the divine mercy, how it confers on us, if we approach him in faith, the power of miracles, which he himself possesses by nature, so that we should be able even to change mountains. Bede. The Gentiles who have attacked the church are in the habit of objecting to us that we have never had full faith in God, for we have never been able to change mountains. It could, however, be done if necessity called for it, as once we read that it was done by the prayers of the blessed Father Gregory of Neo-Caesarea, Bishop of Pontus by which a mountain left as much space of ground for the inhabitants of a city as they wanted. Chrysostom, or else, as he did not dry up the fig tree for its own sake, but for a sign that Jerusalem should come to destruction, in order to show his power, in the same way we must also understand the promise concerning the mountain, though a removal of this sort is not impossible with God. Pseudo-Jerome, Christ, then, who is the mountain which grew from the stone, cut out without hands, is taken up and cast into the sea. When the apostles with justice say, Let us turn ourselves to other nations, since ye judged yourselves unworthy of hearing the word of God. Bede, or else because the devil is often on account of his pride, called by the name of a mountain. This mountain at the command of those who are strong in the faith is taken up from the earth and cast into the sea. Whenever at the preaching of the word of God, by the holy doctors, 
the unclean spirit is expelled from the hearts of those who are foreordained to life and is allowed to exert the tyranny of his power over the troubled and embittered souls of the faithless at which time he rages the more fiercely the more he grieves at being turned away from hurting the faithful it goes on therefore i say unto you what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them Theophylact, for whosoever sincerely believes evidently lifts up his heart to god and is joined to him and his burning heart feels sure that he has received what he asked for which he who has experienced will understand and those persons appear to me to experience this who attend to the measure and the manner of their prayers for this reason the lord says ye shall receive whatsoever ye ask in faith for he who believes that he is altogether in the hands of god and interceding with tears feels that he as it were has hold of the feet of the lord in prayer he shall receive what he has rightly asked for again would you in another way receive what you ask for forgive your brother if he has in any way sinned against you this is also what is added and when ye stand praying forgive if ye have aught against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses pseudo jerome mark has as he is wont expressed seven verses of the lord's prayer in one prayer but what can he whose sins are all forgiven require more save that he may persevere in what has been granted unto him bede but we must observe that there is a difference in those who pray he who has perfect faith with worketh by love can by his prayer or even his command remove spiritual mountains as paul did with elimaeus the sorcerer but that those who are unable to mount up to such a height of perfection pray that their sins should be forgiven them and they shall obtain what they pray for provided that they themselves first forgive those who have sinned against them if however they disdain to do this not only shall they be unable to perform miracles by their prayers but they shall not even be able to obtain pardon for their sins which is implied in what follows but if ye do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses verses twenty seven through thirty three and they come again to jerusalem and as he was walking in the temple there come to him the chief priests and the scribes and the elders and say unto him by what authority dost thou these things and who gave thee this authority to do these things and jesus answered and said unto them i will also ask of you one question and answer me and i will tell you by what authority i do these things the baptism of john was it from heaven or of men answer me and they reasoned with themselves saying if we shall say from heaven he will say why then did ye not believe him but if we shall say of men they feared the people for all men counted john that he was a prophet indeed and they answered and said unto jesus we cannot tell and jesus answering saith unto them neither do i tell you by what authority i do these things Theophylact, they were angry with the lord for having cast out of the temple those who had made it a place of merchandise 
and therefore they come up to him to question and tempt him. Wherefore it is said, and they come again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, there come to him the chief priests and the scribes, and the elders, to say unto him, By what authority dost thou these things? And who gave the authority to do these things? As if they had said, Who art thou that doest these things? Dost thou make thyself a doctor, and ordain thyself chief priest? Bede. And indeed when they say, By what authority dost thou these things? They doubt its being the power of God, and wish it to be understood that what he did was the devil's work. When they add also, Who gave thee this authority? They evidently deny that he is the Son of God, since they believe that he works miracles, not by his own, but by another's power. Theophylact. Further they said this, thinking to bring him to judgment, show that if he said, By mine own power, they might lay hold upon him. But if he said, By the power of another, they might make the people leave him, for they believed him to be God. But the Lord asked them concerning John, not without a reason, nor in a sophistical way, but because John had borne witness of him. Wherefore there follows, and Jesus answered and said unto them, I will also ask of you one question, and answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? Answer me. Bede. The Lord might indeed have confuted the cavils of his tempters by a direct question, but prudently puts them a question, that they might be condemned either by their silence or their speaking, which is evident from what is added. And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say, Why then did ye not believe him? As if he had said, He whom you confess to have had his prophecy from heaven bore witness of me, and ye have heard from him by what authority I do these things. It goes on, But if we shall say of men, they feared the people. They saw then that whatever they answered, they should fall into a snare. Fearing to be stoned, they feared still more the confession of the truth. Wherefore it goes on, and they answered and said unto Jesus, We cannot tell. Pseudo-Jerome, they envied the lamp, and were in the dark. Wherefore it is said, I have ordained a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies will I clothe with shame. There follows, and Jesus answering saith unto them, Neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. Bede, as if he had said, I will not tell you what I know, since ye will not confess what ye know. Further, we must observe that knowledge is hidden from those who seek it, principally for two reasons. Namely, when he who seeks it either has not sufficient capacity to understand for what he seeks, or when, through contempt of the truth, or some other reason, he is unworthy of having that for which he seeks open to him. End of chapter 11